is not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome, 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 welcome. I think my headphones are jacked up. They're super bassy on one end. I hope that's not what you're hearing right now. Oh, this sounds terrible. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling Thursday. Not Sam Thursday, to be precise. On this beautiful, wonderful Royal Rumble week. What a time to be a wrestling fan, huh? It's all happening. We have finally made it to Royal Rumble week. The start, of course, of WrestleMania week. I'm uh, hours away from jumping on an airplane and uh, heading out to Houston, Texas. You can catch me on the WWE Network this weekend. I'll be on the kickoff show for the Royal Rumble on Sunday, but also Worlds Collide on Saturday. Let's not forget Worlds Collide. Let's specifically not forget Worlds Collide because I'm on the kickoff show, and if you don't remember the pay-per-view itself is happening, I doubt that you'll remember there's a kickoff show. But there is a kickoff show, and I'm on it, and I'm very excited about it. And, I mean, you're talking about Imperium versus the Undisputed Era. You're talking about Mustache Mountain versus DIY. It's going to be a, a, a tremendous show. Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. I mean, seriously, how can you go wrong? So it's going to be a great weekend. Definitely check out both shows on the WWE Network as well as the kickoff shows. Those are important, too. Um, so I figure today, since it is Thursday, not Sam Thursday, and we didn't get a chance to do a state of wrestling uh, because uh, we decided to devote that time to the Dan Moff interview on uh, on Monday's show. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard the whole Dan Moff interview, make sure that you listen to the entire thing because his story about how he got into Ring of Honor and how he found out that he was signed to Ring of Honor is one of my favorite stories ever. So if you haven't watched or, or or heard that show yet, definitely check it out. And I say watch because so much content is available at youtube.com slash notsamwrestling. Uh, the Dan Moff interview, the video of it will be up on that channel as well as clips from the State of Wrestling and Thursday Not Sam Thursday, all interview videos, every podcast in audio form goes up on the YouTube channel. So check it all out um, and do it and do it quickly and rapidly and often and hit the subscribe button and do the whole deal. So I figure today we will talk about the Royal Rumble, of course, in its entirety. But the way I want to do it is I think I want to give my top five outcomes of both the men's and the women's Royal Rumble matches because this year's Royal Rumble, more so than most, I think, is extremely unpredictable. There are some people that say, oh, I know what's going to happen. Roman Reigns wins. He goes to WrestleMania. He gets the title. But that's been every Royal Rumble for the last, like, five years. Some people say, I know what wins. Brock Lesnar makes it all the way to the end. Cain Velasquez eliminates him or Tyson Fury eliminates him. They go on to WrestleMania. I know what's going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. But really, I've already laid out three different scenarios that are all, obviously, this is what's going to happen. Three different, obviously, this is what's going to happen. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen, do we? So, 
and I, I think that that's partly because uh, things are, are changing a lot. I talked about this a lot this week. It's Royal Rumble week, so I've been all over the place. I was on Busted Open on Sirius XM. I was on Wade Keller's podcast. Um, and some of the stuff we've been talking about is how much has been changing right now in WWE. You're talking about the landscape is still kind of figuring itself out. Seth Rollins as a bad guy, you know, uh, uh, really all of these storylines all coming together to the point where the Raw leading in to Royal Rumble had very little to do with the Royal Rumble. The main event had nothing to do with the Royal Rumble whatsoever. So we're left in this position where we're still guessing. And I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I, it's made me look forward to the Royal Rumble a whole lot more. So let's start with the men's Royal Rumble. Here are my top five potential outcomes for that men's Royal Rumble. Top five potential outcomes for the men's Royal Rumble. And these are the, so, so these are the top five people who could win the match. And I would be happy, by the way, if any of these five come true in the context by which I'm presenting them to you. Okay, are you ready for this? Okay, here we go. Um, there are, I don't know. There are a couple of X factors to talk about, of course. But we'll talk about the X factors. Let me get into my top five. Let me get into my top five. Okay, number one. My number one pick to win the Men's Royal Rumble this year is Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston winning the Men's Royal Rumble would come out of nowhere. Kofi Kingston had the best eight months of 2019 that anybody could have possibly asked for. Starting in February, going all the way to October. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, eight months or so. Starting in February, going to October, Kofi Kingston had it all, including a trip to WrestleMania where he won the WWE Championship, including multiple successful WWE title defenses, including representing the company as its champion, and I think doing so well. Some people didn't like him as champion. I think those people are haters with a capital eight. I thought he did great. I thought he had the best post-WrestleMania season last year of anybody. Unfortunately, that season was dried up by the time October came around and he stepped into the ring for 30 seconds with Brock Lesnar on the Fox premiere of SmackDown and Brock Lesnar beat him with one move and took the title away from him. And Kofi Kingston hasn't been anywhere even remotely near the WWE Championship or any talk of it since, especially as we lead towards the Royal Rumble. Now he's even further from it. He's back to being in a tag team. He and Big E are the tag team champions of SmackDown. New Day is back to being a group where now no one of the individual is bigger than the faction, which wasn't the case when Kofi Kingston was the champion. Kofi Kingston was the standout, obviously. He was the WWE champion. Kofi Kingston has done interviews where he said, uh, based on his performance on SmackDown, he doesn't think he's entitled to a rematch. He doesn't think he's entitled to argue the result. Clearly, he lost. And that's true. He clearly lost. However, why? There's been no explanation as to why he lost. If it was just one bad night, if he was caught once in a position where he wasn't prepared, that happens. Everybody has an off night. But if you expect us to believe that that is what happened with Kofi Kingston, 
then let me tell you, he deserves to have another night. And maybe he doesn't get it. I mean, the automatic rematch clause was thrown out the window. Doesn't exist in WWE anymore. So how else is he going to get it? Look, he has never come remotely close to having his revenge against Brock Lesnar. If Kofi Kingston, I believe that the WWE fan base is ready, willing, and able to accept Kofi Kingston back into the main event scene. However, it has to be done through a grand gesture. You know, in all those movies where you want to win the girl's heart, and so you got to jump up on the table in the cafeteria and sing her a song in front of everybody. That's a grand gesture. That's something that the whole world is going to be talking about. That's something undeniable. You can't sit there and go, man, how did he get that girl? Well, are you going to jump up on a cafeteria table and sing her a love song? I don't think so. That's what Kofi Kingston needs to do. Kofi Kingston is in the Royal Rumble match. He's not even being talked about as a possibility to win this thing. But if he won this thing, I don't think people would say, what? That doesn't make sense. They'd go, the old Kofi's back. I miss the old Kofi. And I think people do miss that Kofi. I think there's 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 a bittersweetness with Kofi Kingston right now that when we look at him, regardless of how successful this tag team The New Day is, we know you were the champion and you lost in 30 seconds, and your entire reign was forgotten about. Nobody talks about Kofi Kingston in that context anymore. And it was one of the number one moments of 2019. Kofi Kingston needs to get back there, and I think the only way to do it is to eliminate Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble match and win the match. Go on to WrestleMania and have your rematch at WrestleMania. Kofi, Brock, the sequel. I was going to say Kofi Brock too, but people don't want to remember that Kofi Kingston fought Brock Lesnar on one of those uh, WWE Network specials. And that match was actually a little longer than the SmackDown title match, believe it or not. So I think this would be the third match between Brock and Kofi, but we'll call it the sequel. Certainly it's only the second WWE championship match between Brock and Kofi. That match needs to happen at WrestleMania. And the story that needs to be told between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania is that Kofi Kingston learned. Kofi Kingston knows what he did wrong. Kofi Kingston is finally ready to win. There's no pancakes at WrestleMania. There's no, I'm not coming out of a box of cereal this year. I'm not doing a skit in the ring where I dance around and all the legends drop their finishing moves on me. Hell, WrestleMania 29, Kofi Kingston, he was doing the primetime Sam Roberts, the last professional broadcaster job. He was sitting up there in the bleachers hosting the kickoff show. None of that anymore. When Kofi Kingston won the WWE Championship, it was not a fluke. It was not a moment. It was a new precedent for where Kofi Kingston is at in his career. And at the Royal Rumble, he reminds everybody, okay? So that's my pick number one. Kofi Kingston wins, eliminates Brock Lesnar, goes on to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar. Pick number two in my top five men's Royal Rumble winners is controversial, but bear with me on this. Follow me, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is my number two seed to win the Royal Rumble this year. Follow me on this, okay? Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns does not eliminate Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is already eliminated by the time Roman Reigns comes in because the Roman Reigns story is not about Brock Lesnar. I'm not interested in going to WrestleMania and doing Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, so don't think that. In this scenario, 
The men's Royal Rumble match is the match that starts the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It's the first match of the night. That's not insane. There's two Royal Rumble matches. There's all kinds of title matches. The card is loaded. I mean, you've got uh, Andrade versus Humberto for the United States Championship. You got Bailey versus Lacey Evans Women's Championship. Shorty G and Sheamus. You got the Falls Count Anywhere match between Roman and King Corbin. You got Becky versus Asuka. What if you start, you start with the men's Royal Rumble match. And I know you're going to sit there and you go, but you got you got Roman Reigns and King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match later in the night. Yeah, Roman's still going to win that match. It's not a big deal. The reason you start with it is because when Roman Reigns wins, you have a bunch of fans going, you got to be kidding me. So now Roman, if he's, he's either going to face Brock Lesnar or we're going to have to watch The Fiend lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You have got to be kidding me. I am kidding you. That's not at all what's going to happen. Because the reason we did it first was to not spoil what was going to happen. As we move later in the evening to The Fiend, Daniel Bryan, w, uh, Universal Championship strap match. And the four corner posts are first touched by Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan wins the Universal Championship from The Fiend. Now, the strap match is a very unique match in the sense that you can win that match without actually long-term damaging your, your opponent. Daniel Bryan can win the Universal Championship without making The Fiend seem any weaker. He doesn't have to pin The Fiend. He doesn't have to tap The Fiend. He doesn't have to be, you know, have The Fiend down for a 10 count in a last man standing scenario. All he has to do is hit those, theoretically, if they're doing it by regular strap match rules, is hit the four corner posts while he's strapped to the Fiend. You can do that and still have the Fiend look just as fearsome as always. Daniel Bryan wins the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. And when he wins the championship, we realize, maybe even Roman comes out. Because what will happen is Roman will win the Royal Rumble and Baron Corbin will jump him immediately after. And we'll start the Falls Count Anywhere match immediately after the Royal Rumble. Roman will still slug it out. He'll pull it out. The whole first hour, hour and a half of the show is dedicated to Roman. Daniel Bryan wins the Universal Championship. And we realize that this year at WrestleMania, it's the match that we've all wanted forever. It's the match that defined the middle of the last decade. It's Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. And you don't have to turn either one heel. It'll happen naturally. It's That's, I believe, the most compelling match for either of them, quite frankly. If Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble in the first match of the night, give it a, give it a beat. Give it a second. Because in my scenario, Daniel Bryan is winning the title. And then we've got Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns going to WrestleMania one-on-one. And whoever wins that match in 2020... Whoever wins that match, you're going to have a barn burner of a show. I think those two guys are going to bring out the best in each other. I think those two guys are going to tell the best story getting to WrestleMania. And, you know, as much as we all want to see Daniel Bryan win, I think he'll he'll end up putting out a performance so good that win or lose, he'll be elevated to the moon. 
and Roman Reigns will be that confirmed main eventer. I, I mean, I think Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns is almost like Hogan Warrior in a sense. I mean, that wasn't the greatest match in the world, but I, I, I think that was a meeting of two icons. And I, I, I think that that's, that's kind of what you're looking at with Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. That's why Roman Reigns is my number two pick. My number three pick is Keith Lee. There are five spots, and this isn't the CM Punk pick. It's very, very different. That's why the scenario is so important. There are five spots in the Men's Royal Rumble match that are unclaimed. 25 names have been added to the match. Five spots are unclaimed. My number three pick is Keith Lee. I'm backstage this week. CM Punk's pick was Keith Lee. And he said that Keith Lee had such a showing at Survivor Series that he wanted to see Keith Lee get pushed to the moon, get into the Royal Rumble match, eliminate Brock, go on to WrestleMania, and beat Brock Lesnar and become the WWE champion. I disagree 100%, and here is why. If Keith Lee won the Royal Rumble, eliminated Brock Lesnar, and then went on to WrestleMania and said, I want you, Brock, me and you, WrestleMania, let's go. You would elevate Keith Lee to the moon. CM Punk is right. But in the process, you would damage NXT and everyone in NXT. Now, personally, I think that one of the reasons... Keith Lee won the North American Championship on NXT this week might have been to kind of let you know he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. This thought process I went through was before he won the North American Championship. However, this whole thing still works with him as North American Champion, and he can lose the title on the way to WrestleMania because Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble. He doesn't just elevate himself. He elevates the entire NXT brand. Keith Lee, my number three pick, wins the Royal Rumble. And then he announces, I get a championship match at WrestleMania. Brock, I don't want you. Maybe he says that one week. It's not going to be Brock Lesnar. I already eliminated Brock Lesnar. I, I, don't, I don't need to prove myself to Brock Lesnar. And then the Fiend starts licking his chops. All right, Keith Lee, you're all mine, baby. WrestleMania, I am going to tear you up. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm not interested in the Universal Championship. I'm not interested in The Fiend. I'll fight The Fiend. I'll fight Brock Lesnar, but I don't want either of those two titles because Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble and he decides he wants to go to WrestleMania for the NXT Championship, that the North American title is not enough for him. He wants to go to WrestleMania, and he wants to take on the NXT champion, probably Adam Cole. And what you're left with is a scenario where the Saturday before WrestleMania, you still have TakeOver. But on Sunday, the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, NXT championship, main event level, WrestleMania match. That is is how you get people to tune into NXT. The scenario of Keith Lee winning and going on to face Brock Lesnar would be great if NXT were a developmental territory that is aired on the WWE Network. But NXT is the WWE's third brand. And I only say it's the third brand because it's the newest. In, in, in chronological order, NXT is WWE's third brand. But NXT is on national 
cable television, USA, every week in prime time for two hours. NXT is a viable revenue stream. It's making money for WWE. Everywhere you go, NXT uh, is the third brand. NXT is not developmental anymore. There's no more call up. There's call over. There's this. There's that. Okay. If NXT is the third brand, then why, when given the opportunity, is everybody's first move to leave? Why, when given the opportunity, would Keith Lee decide, well, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going to the to the real shows. It can't happen. You need to get people watching NXT. There are far less people watching NXT than are watching Raw and SmackDown. The answer to that could be make some stars on NXT. Have people on NXT that are stars. How do you get stars on NXT? It doesn't mean have Seth Rollins show up to NXT every week. It doesn't mean have Becky Lynch show up to NXT every week. It doesn't mean have Roman Reigns do a pop-in. It means go to a pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble. Make Keith Lee look like a million bucks. Make Keith Lee look like a superstar. And let the world know that if you want to see more of this guy, it's Wednesday nights. Because I don't want NXT to become a full-fledged, just third brand. I want NXT to remain separate. I don't want to see tri-branded pay-per-views. You know, we take for granted that Raw and SmackDown are just, you know, on these dual-branded pay-per-views. If NXT were a true equal with Raw and SmackDown and everything is the same and these pay-per-views become tri-branded, you know what we're sacrificing? Takeover. And I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. Everybody that ever said, I don't want Vince to get his hands on NXT, I want Triple H to maintain control of it, had better not want NXT to become equivalent to Raw and SmackDown. It needs to be just as big, just as good, but separate. NXT needs to be a separatist organization. And in order to do that properly, the superstars of NXT have to have pride in NXT. And we can't say, well, let's elevate Keith Lee by putting him in contention for the WWE Championship. What you have to say is, let's elevate the NXT Championship so that when Keith Lee is in contention for it, it makes him even bigger. My third pick is Keith Lee winning the Royal Rumble and not going for the WWE or the Universal Championship, but instead going for the NXT Championship and going for that match at WrestleMania. Number four, and again, stay with me on this, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is my number four pick. Maybe it wasn't a prediction. Maybe it was a spoiler. Brock Lesnar is my number four pick, and I know what you're saying already. Has nothing to do with Cain Velasquez. Has nothing to do with Tyson Fury. Has nothing to do with any of those people. The reason Brock Lesnar is my number four pick is because when Brock Lesnar wins, he's the WWE champion. So what's he going to do? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He said, I won the Royal Rumble. I get a championship match. Yeah, that's true. Who do you want it to be against then? The Fiend. I want to be the WWE champion and the Universal champion. If The Fiend beats Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, I think we're pretty well cemented that The Fiend is unbeatable. If Brock Lesnar 
walks into the Royal Rumble after saying nobody in the locker room can beat him. And he walks in at number one and he goes through 29 other men and leaves the Royal Rumble as the winner. Then I think it's pretty cemented that Brock Lesnar is unbeatable. But if you've got Brock Lesnar who's unbeatable and you've got The Fiend who's unbeatable, one of them has to get beaten. So we put the feet, the beast and the monster, the beast and the fiend together, one-on-one, title versus title, winner take all at WrestleMania. People talk about the fiend versus Roman Reigns. People talk about the fiend versus this, the fiend versus that. The biggest match the fiend could ever have is the fiend versus Brock Lesnar. And to me, it's the way to go for The Fiend. I think if The Fiend were to lose to Brock Lesnar, it would be okay for The Fiend. I think if The Fiend were to beat Brock Lesnar, it would make him. But when you walk into WrestleMania, when you walk into that stadium, when you turn on the WWE Network, and they tell you it's The Fiend versus Brock Lesnar, you can't tell me you know who's going to win that match. I mean, we're going back to now Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker WrestleMania 30 territory where you thought you knew who was going to win that match, but now you don't. Because that happened, this can happen. You walk into that match and you do not know who's going to win. And you do not know how they're going to win because both guys are unbeatable. Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, but instead of going after a celebrity or a legend, or Roman Reigns, or anybody else. Since he's already the champion, he wins a championship match. And he picks the universal champion, the Fiend. That's my number four pick, with Brock Lesnar winning the match. My number five pick is a dark horse. My number five pick is a pick that I'm making to allow the Royal Rumble to make a new single star. Let's say Kofi Kingston comes out, he does a couple things, he gets eliminated. There's another New Day member. What if Big E were to come out, eliminate Brock Lesnar, and win the Royal Rumble? What if Big E were the one that went to WrestleMania to challenge Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship? What if Big E hunted for vengeance against the man who took away the dreams of his best friend? What if we take a serious look at what Big E versus Brock Lesnar actually looks like? People have been saying it forever. People have been wanting Big E to have a run, whether it's as a good guy, whether it's as a bad guy. Here's your opportunity. Big E eliminates Brock Lesnar, wins the Royal Rumble, wants his match with Brock Lesnar. Can you imagine? WrestleMania 35, Kofi Kingston wins the title. WrestleMania 36, Big E wins the title. Can you imagine the pressure Big E would be under walking into WrestleMania in a WWE Championship match? Last year, your New Day brother, Kofi Kingston, won the WWE Championship. He beat Daniel Bryan. This year, you're the one with the same opportunity, except now you have to beat Brock Lesnar. The pressure's on. Because Kofi Kingston has proven that it's possible. If it's possible, Big E, show me that you can do it. 
And this is this is the moment that we see if Big E can become that singles breakout star. That's my number five pick, Big E, to win the 2020 Royal Rumble. Of course, there's lots of things to talk about with the five open spots. Cain Velasquez, his name has been thrown around. Obviously, that's going to have something to do with Brock Lesnar, right? Tyson Fury's name has been tossed around. Who knows who that's going to have anything to do with? But let's talk about, you know, some of the legends. Let's talk about The Undertaker. The Undertaker is always a possibility to be in the Royal Rumble. Maybe The Undertaker will be there. Two names that have come up in some conversations, and I was talking about them with Wade Keller this week, are The Rock and John Cena. Both those names have come up as potential entrants in the Royal Rumble. I think they'd be huge. I think if either one of them won, walking into WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar versus The Rock, even John Cena, I would hope it's John Cena versus Brock instead of John Cena versus The Fiend. But either way, if John Cena or The Rock came out for the Royal Rumble, Minute Maid Park would turn upside down. It would be the damnedest thing you ever saw in your life. But how about this? The Undertaker. If John Cena or The Rock come out, I think you want it to lead to a title match with Brock Lesnar. But what about The Undertaker? Do we want another Undertaker-Brock Lesnar match? I would say no. So what do we do? Well, here's what I think. There's two scenarios. I was talking about it on Busted Open this week. People wanting a Sting Undertaker match at WrestleMania. I don't. There's one scenario where the build to the Undertaker versus Sting would be cool. And that's the Undertaker comes out, enters the Royal Rumble, eliminates Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar looks up at the Undertaker. The Undertaker looks at Brock Lesnar. Cain Velasquez comes out starts beating up Brock Lesnar and there in the entryway looking at the Undertaker is Sting. Maybe Sting even enters the Royal Rumble and eliminates Undertaker, something like that. I love the idea of the Undertaker eliminating Brock Lesnar. We think that's going to lead to a Brock Lesnar-Undertaker fight, but Cain Velasquez makes his presence known as Undertaker stands alone in the ring. There's Sting staring back at him. You wouldn't get goosebumps? I would get goosebumps for that. But I told you, I don't particularly want to see The Undertaker versus Sting at WrestleMania. I would love to see that maybe at an international pay-per-view, but not at WrestleMania. There's one name that is not did not make my top five. That name is Drew McIntyre, and here's why. Because how great would it be if The Undertaker came out, he eliminated Brock Lesnar, and the camera is just a close-up it's a close-up of The Undertaker. And Brock's looking up at him, and Undertaker's looking down at him. And then from the side, boom! Here comes Drew McIntyre's foot in The Undertaker's face. Drew McIntyre eliminates The Undertaker quickly. The Undertaker comes out. He eliminates Brock Lesnar. Before the next participant even enters the match, Drew McIntyre eliminates The Undertaker. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Now you're talking. Now you've got a Drew McIntyre-Undertaker match ready to go for WrestleMania. That's the match that I want to see for both those guys at WrestleMania. 
And I and Drew McIntyre doesn't have to win the Royal Rumble after that. There's a hundred things that could happen. The Undertaker could pull the Hulk Hogan and drag Drew McIntyre to the outside. Kofi Kingston could do a trick. The Roman Reigns could eliminate Drew McIntyre. If he wants to go on to face Daniel Bryan, Keith Lee could, uh, I'm, yeah, Keith Lee could eliminate Drew McIntyre. Once Drew McIntyre has eliminated The Undertaker, the work has been done. And we do that like, you know, right around number 20, two-thirds into the match. That way you got plenty of time to eliminate Drew McIntyre and it has nothing to do with the story that we've told. The story that we've told still stands. Just some ideas I have for the Men's Royal Rumble. Let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. The Women's Royal Rumble, a lot less is known because in the Women's Royal Rumble match, only five participants have been named. The Women's Royal Rumble match confirmed Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, and Natalia. That's it. You have to imagine you're going to have NXT representation. You have to imagine you're going to have legends showing up. As happens, you know, in the the Women's Royal Rumble match, as we've seen many a time before. So, what does that mean? What does that all mean for us? Well, it means that I can come up with a few different scenarios of my own. I can come up with my own top five outcomes that I want to see in the Women's Royal Rumble match. The first, my number one pick, I believe is a safe pick. My number one pick, I believe, is actually pretty likely to happen. A lot of people were surprised that Shayna Baszler has been on NXT TV. She's in the Women's uh, Battle Royal a couple weeks ago, and she's had a couple other appearances. They thought that she was going to lose to Rhea Ripley and then ride off into the sunset and end up maybe on Raw or SmackDown or maybe as a surprise appearance in the Royal Rumble. I believe that the reason Shayna Baszler has been on NXT TV is because she's going to be a surprise appearance in the Royal Rumble. I think if Shayna Baszler had just disappeared, everybody would have known she's going to be in the Rumble. The fact that she did not disappear, the fact she's been on NXT, I think is a red herring. I think it's the old uh, swerve, if you will. Look over here, look over here, look over here. Boom. That little Tyler Bate move. They're trying to pull it on us. Not working for me. I want to see Shayna Baszler enter the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, and go on to WrestleMania to continue what she started with Becky Lynch. There are not many credible challengers to Becky Lynch's Raw Women's Championship. She's beaten just about everybody And theoretically, in my scenario, she will have finally beaten Asuka at the Royal Rumble. Who is left to challenge Becky Lynch? The Queen of Spades. Shayna Baszler. That's who's left. Becky Lynch has never dealt with anybody on the level of Shayna Baszler before. Never. Never. That's my pick. Shayna Baszler wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Moves herself to Raw. Because this is different than Keith Lee. Shayna Baszler has already done everything a person can do in NXT. I don't think it discredits NXT at all for Shayna Baszler to go to the Royal Rumble because Shayna Baszler will be going to, she already has an issue with Becky Lynch and she's got no unturned stones in NXT. Shayna Baszler goes to the Royal Rumble because she has unfinished business with Becky Lynch. Shayna Baszler goes to the Royal Rumble because she has dominated the NXT women's division and she would like to hold a different women's championship. Shayna Baszler goes to the Royal Rumble because in November, 
Survivor Series ended with Becky Lynch putting Shayna Baszler through a table even though Shayna Baszler had won that match. She wins the Royal Rumble because of the reaction of the WWE Universe when Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler were nose-to-nose. That's why Shayna Baszler goes to the Royal Rumble, wins the Rumble, and wants to go mano a mano with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Number two, option number two for the ladies' Royal Rumble match, Sasha Banks. Hear me out on this one. Sasha Banks. Here's how this goes for me. At the show, the show of shows, the Royal Rumble, we've got Sasha uh, uh, Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans beats Bailey. We go backstage. It's not just going to be a run-in. I actually want to see the politicking happen. Sasha Banks has been tweeting about how much she loves Vince nonstop. Ever since she came back, she's been talking about how great Vince is, how much money he's giving her, her relationship with Vince, the whole nine yards. So we go backstage and we see Sasha Banks politicking with Vince McMahon himself. Sasha Banks politicking with Mr. McMahon. And Mr. McMahon decides to allow Bailey, who is no longer the champion, and Sasha Banks to both be in the women's Royal Rumble match. The match comes down to Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Shayna Baszler. Bailey and Sasha Banks go after Shayna. Sasha Banks steps back. Bailey is actually able to eliminate Shayna Baszler. Strike that. Strike that right now. Because I don't want there to even be a seed of doubt. Halfway through the match, Sasha eliminates Bailey. We don't even wait till the end. We don't even wait till the final three. Bailey doesn't make it for no reason whatsoever, just because the opportunity presented itself. Bailey eliminates Sarah Logan. She's sitting there on the rope, catching her breath. Sasha Banks scoops her up and throws her over the top rope. Sorry, honey. All's fair in love and war. Sasha Banks wins the Royal Rumble after eliminating Bailey. Sasha Banks goes to SmackDown. She tells Vince. I don't want to wait until WrestleMania. I want that match now. I want my match with Lacey Evans. I want it at Elimination Chamber. Lacey Evans says, I'll fight you right now, Sasha. I'll fight you tonight. No, we can wait till Elimination Chamber. We have the Sasha Banks-Lacey Evans title match at Elimination Chamber. Sasha Banks wins the SmackDown Women's Championship at Elimination Chamber. Bailey is now starting to develop some sympathy because of what Sasha did to her, starting with what Sasha did to her at the Royal Rumble. And her character morphs into a nice middle ground between the overly positive, hug it out, Bailey, and the overly negative, I'm bitter about everything, Bailey. Bailey returns to just being a person. She keeps her hair the way it is. She keeps her outfit the way it is. She keeps her theme the way it is. She does not bring back the Bailey buddies. No side ponytails. No hugging. She's an adult, damn it. But 
She's a relatable adult. She's a cool adult. She's an adult that you actually want to hang with. Bailey becomes a good guy again. Not in the same way Bailey was before, but in a new way. It's the new version of Bailey as a good guy. And that version of Bailey, whoops, that version of Bailey wins the Elimination Chamber match. Uh-oh. Guess what? She doesn't want Becky Lynch. She wants revenge on Sasha Banks. Now we leave the Elimination Chamber and we head to WrestleMania with Bailey, who has finally found herself for real this time, chasing the evil betrayer, Sasha Banks, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks, pick number two. Pick number three for the Royal Rumble. It's just something I'd like to see. It's a returning page. I'd be happy with Paige versus Becky Lynch or Paige versus Bailey. Paige versus Bailey might make a little bit more sense. You wouldn't have to turn Bailey uh, into a good guy after all. You just have Paige going after the evil Bailey, and Paige can win the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania and have a big uh, parade. If Paige is healthy enough to compete, she can be a mystery uh, addition to the Royal Rumble, and she can win. My number four pick. And this is another obvious one. If she is available and interested. Baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey returning to the Royal Rumble, to the Women's Royal Rumble match, the same spot where she debuted two years prior. Ronda Rousey winning that match and going on to WrestleMania one year later to get her revenge on Becky Lynch. And I would build the Ronda Rousey-Becky Lynch match Almost like the Rock John Cena match where you really start to drift into shoot territory. I would I would talk about the fact that Becky that 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 Rhonda's shoulders weren't down. I would talk about I would have Becky say that Rhonda can't work. I would, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, really get personal, really dig deep, and really tell a story with this one. Ronda Rousey is my pick. And my number five pick and I'm surprised this isn't more people's pick, is a woman who is in the five that are listed as officially competing in this match. My number five pick is Charlotte. And the reason my number five pick is Charlotte, and I would put Charlotte with Bailey, not with Becky. We've seen Charlotte versus Becky enough. But I pick Charlotte because this would be the third women's Royal Rumble match. Asuka won the first. Becky Lynch won the second. At some point, we've got to give Charlotte a Royal Rumble win. She's going to go down as maybe the best women's superstar in the WWE of all time. At some point, she's got to win a Royal Rumble, and that's the only reason why she's my number five. But she is number five on that list. I think the story I'm in love with the most is the Sasha Banks story, but that's because it's so detailed. Shayna Baszler still number one. So, and, and, let's not forget, while I don't know that I necessarily see her winning the match, Nia Jax. Nia Jax possibly making a surprise appearance in this year's Royal Rumble. Women's Royal Rumble. Because that's the thing. People have also said, what if Ronda Rousey were in the men's Royal Rumble match? If Ronda Rousey were in the men's Royal Rumble match, especially if she won that men's Royal Rumble match, 
it would damage the entire women's division for the same reason Keith Lee going on to face Brock Lesnar would damage NXT. So I don't like that at all. CM Punk is a name that people are throwing around. I don't see CM Punk. I think it's too early. I don't see him in this Royal Rumble match. It could happen. I don't see it happening. I think he will be back in a WWE ring. I don't think it'll happen at the Royal Rumble. We have a bunch of emails that I'm going to get to, uh, notsamwrestling at gmail.com. But let me get to the Discord room first. If you want to be a part of our Discord room, you got to sign up, patreon.com slash notsamwrestling for less than a dollar a week. You can be a Not Sam shill, and you can get full access to this Discord room that is open and popping 24 hours a day, seven days a week. WWE front row. I love the Shayna pick because it also adds a chapter to the horse women versus horse women story. That's right. Shayna Baszler can also get vengeance for her friend Ronda Rousey. Uh, Coach in the Discord room writes, you know how we still say main roster in NXT, but it doesn't really fit anymore? What if we said Vince's roster slash shows and Hunter's roster slash shows? Would love thoughts from Sam. Um, the only reason I don't like that is because I think it takes away from the people who are actually on the shows and it makes the people running the shows seem like the biggest stars. Also, theoretically, Raw belongs to Paul Heyman and, <coughs> excuse me, and SmackDown belongs to Bruce Pritchard. But, I mean, you're right. Those are Vince's shows. Um, yeah, I just don't think those shows should be defined by the people running them. I think you just call it NXT and you call it Raw and SmackDown. That's all. Uh, SVOho says, I got a question for Thursday, not Sam Thursday. I've heard a lot of crazy theories about the men's rumble from Ronda returning in the men's to CM Punk eliminating Lesnar. Yeah, we talked about that just now. Does the fact that people are predicting such crazy things make this one of the most anticipated rumbles in a while? Or is it just Roman over Brock and everyone is just ignoring the obvious? No, I don't think people are ignoring the obvious at all. I think this... Royal Rumble match. I don't think most Royal Rumble matches I would come on here and do, here's my top five potential people to win this thing. I think this year, both Royal Rumble matches are as open-ended as they've ever been. And I think that's the way Royal Rumble matches should be. I think it's really, really cool. Um, All right, let's get to the emails. NotSamWrestling at gmail.com. This one is coming from Brad. I know it's only early days, but do you think that AEW beating NXT in the ratings is somewhat expected given that viewers can watch NXT on the WWE Network without any commercial interruptions? Also, what's your opinion on the idea of Undisputed Era having a female member? Um, Undisputed Era, I I don't want them to have any more members, male or female. I don't think they need any more members. I think there's a real history with the Undisputed Era. I think that that is a brotherhood that lasts uh, way outside of NXT, outside of wrestling. So I don't think that should be messed with. I don't think it needs any more members, male or female. Uh, As far as NXT getting beat in the ratings because viewers can watch it on the WWE Network, I think that that's baloney. I've heard people make that excuse, but you can, it's the same thing as DVR. And I know you're saying, well, on the network, it doesn't have commercials. You can fast forward commercials on the DVR. You can, you can DVR AEW as easily as you can find NXT on the WWE Network. So Although I guess you get points for the DVR, you don't get points for the network, but no, I don't think that that makes that big of a difference. Um, Brian writes, I have a tradition every year after TLC, I watch every single Rumble match. What a tradition. This year I decided to mix it up and rank everyone and was wondering what you thought. I didn't include the women's Rumble. 
Okay. He really did rank 32 Royal Rumbles. I'll just go through some of them. Number one is Ric Flair, 92. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Number two is John Cena in 2008. I think that's the one at Madison Square Garden, right? I think that's an okay bet. Uh, number four is 01. Where does 99 fall on this list? 99 is number 27. You know I disagree with that because I love 99. He's got the Shawn Michaels Royal Rumble as the worst Royal Rumble, 95. And I don't think that's fair because it gave us the Royal Rumble one-foot rule. It gave us the Shawn Michaels rule. The Shawn, the 1995 Royal Rumble has one of the best Royal Rumble finishes ever because nobody knew that there was the, the one-foot rule. You, you heard Howard Finkel say, both feet must touch the floor. But you didn't really get that. So I don't think that that should be way at the bottom. 93 is is low, and I think that's okay because, yeah, yeah, the star power in 93 was weak. Number 29 is 2015. That was a bad one. Like I said, 27, 99, that's not fair. Um, Other than that, maybe at some point I'll rank my— maybe I should have done that. Maybe I'll do it for next year or something. I'll rank this. If you guys want me to get more into this, then uh, hit me up, notsamwrestling at gmail.com. Or at Not Sam on Twitter. If you guys really want me to rank this, and I'll give you Brian's rankings and do the whole thing. Maybe I'll do a Patreon special or something. Um, this one's coming from Jordan. Big fan of the show and all the work you do. So big, in fact, I invited you to my wedding two years ago when I was married on the Today Show. Officiated by the one and only John Cena. I guess you weren't checking your DMs back then. Oh, I, I still wish I had gone. Look, he sent me pictures. He really was married on the Today Show by John Cena. Dude, I would have gone. I don't know how I missed that. Um, Next time. Maybe when I'm in marriage number two and Stone Cold officiates, I'll hit you up again. Please do. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, let's go to D'Angelo. Uh, your ideas and stances on almost every everything is fresh, revolutionary, and backed up by facts. So no disrespect, but your Seth Rollins had a bad 2019 theory is insane. So Roman is my top of my top five wrestlers in WWE today, and I hated Rollins and thought he did nothing of note until the never shuts up Cena storyline. I mean, I never hated Rollins, but... Um, oh, wait, I think we did this. Oh, here we go. It was a reply. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, did we do this? Tuesday, the 21st of January, is that when it was sent? Friday? No, I guess we didn't do it. I read it. Um, here's what he's saying. Rollins had a great 2019. Royal Rumble winner, beat Brock at Mania, beat Brock again at SummerSlam, won the tag titles, got engaged, amazing showing at Survivor Series, then the money heel turn. Lastly, leader uh, leader of my name, architects of pain, authors of pain. Um, and he said, Lacey Evans should have been on your most impactful superstars list of 2019. I don't think Lacey Evans should have been on that list. I think she has the potential to do it in 2020, but she was not one of the most impactful superstars of 2019. Uh, she had a great debut, but she was not that impactful. And she had one storyline. And the thing is, with all that stuff that you just said, up until Survivor Series, first of all, got engaged has nothing to do with him being a WWE superstar. I'm not talking about his personal life. Um, but won the tag titles, and this was sent before Raw, so he's not talking about this run. Uh, beat Brock twice, Royal Rumble winner, he did all that stuff, 
And still, nobody cared. That's how you know Seth Rollins had a bad 2019. Seth Rollins is going to have a great 2020. It's off to an amazing start. It's the best thing on Raw right now. I'm so glad that he and Buddy Murphy won the tag titles. Monday Night Messiah is the best thing on Raw. But his 2019 was terrible. And I would I would love to have a conversation with you about uh, all these facts only go to my argument. He did all these great things and nobody cared except for you, which I can give you respect for. Um, Frank says, uh, always enjoy the podcast. Uh, after listening to your answer last week about Tessa Blanchard, do you think part of Impact's thinking about giving her the title was to beat WWE to the punch? No, uh, seems to me that would have been a conceivable hill for Charlotte Flair to climb. No, I, there are wrestlers that I could see in WWE winning, female wrestlers winning the traditionally men's uh, championships, but I don't think it had to do with beating WWE to the punch. I don't think that's even something on WWE's radar right now. I think it's just Impact trying to differentiate themselves in the marketplace, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, David, a lot of emails this week. Just a quick thought on the Rumble. Wanted to get your opinion. With all three rosters being so amazing, do you think it's time that we should lose uh, people we know won't win tag teams, comical spots, and legends? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I think that you need a kind of ebb and flow of the match. I don't think you can just have 30 main eventers come out and just one after the other, after the other, after the other. I think that you need all those different elements and... I think that part of what makes the Royal Rumble interesting is that to a fan, you could sit there and say, maybe R-Truth is going to win the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania. Maybe Tucker is going to go to WrestleMania. You know, I think you need some spots for that. You're right. It's less and less with all the talent that they have. And I also think that it's your one opportunity of the year to have these kind of surprise novelty Acts show up for a couple minutes in the ring and then get eliminated. So I, I like them all. So I disagree. Uh, Carson. Hey, Sam, it's the fan that emails you top five questions. Since it's Royal Rumble week, what are your top five Royal Rumbles? Also, Ricochet said you see in his promo with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I heard it. And I appreciate all you guys. Uh... Oh, Kaysen, not Carson. Sorry, Kaysen. Uh, I appreciate all you guys sending me tweets. Yeah, Ricochet. Do not say you see. You see, Brock Lesnar, nobody talks like that. No one says you see when they talk to anybody, ever. Before a fight, before dinner, before making love, ever. Um, top five Royal Rumbles. In no particular order, I'm putting 1999 on my list, no matter how much you guys hate it. Uh, 1992, obviously. Uh, 2018, uh, when Nakamura won. Um, what else was good? 2008. Uh... I think that was one in Madison Square Garden. And not 2000. I liked like other matches at Royal. I like the matches at Royal Rumble 2000 way more than the actual Royal Rumble match. Um, let me go back to that other list actually real quick. That would help me. Those are four. And then I would say maybe... Maybe 2010, Edge winning, maybe, maybe, maybe 91, but those are definitely my top four. Uh, okay, we only got a couple more. Mike, 
Thanks for answering my question a couple weeks ago about Brock and Andrade. Da, 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 da. I'm glad to see factions back. I've been talking about factions forever. I'm so glad that factions are coming back. My question I have, do you think anyone else should join Seth's faction? And if yes, who do you think is a good fit? I personally think it would be cool to see Shayna Baszler join Seth. But a crazy thought would be, what if Becky loses her title at Rumble? Then on the next Raw turns heel and joins her, and joins her man. Um, no, I don't think Becky is going to turn heel anytime soon. She's the biggest babyface in the company and should be. Also, you know, the Seth Rollins-Becky Lynch relationship thing doesn't work. Not interesting. Um... I think Shayna Baszler could be interesting, but Shayna Baszler is too dominant. Shayna Baszler should be the head of her own faction more than part of a faction. Um, you know what I think would be interesting is if Aleister Black were to maybe start getting screwed over or something like that and get fed up. I think Aleister Black eventually turning heel and joining Seth Rollins' faction might be interesting. Um, so thank you, Mike. And I got your message there. And I guess that's it. I had one more email in the box, but it was offering me to bundle and save money on Hulu, which I don't want to do because I already subscribe with a different email address. Thank you all for being a part of Thursday, not Sam Thursday. I can't wait for the Royal Rumble. I know that you're as excited as I am, and I will see you on Monday for another episode of Not Sam Wrestling. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling. Not Sam Wrestling.